Hello, greetings, and welcome. Welcome to a new beginning. For this tape will serve you as a new beginning. That's right, a new beginning, as we're about ready to begin. On this recording, music specifically created for its pleasurable effects upon your mind, body, and emotions is mixed with a warm orange-colored liquid. Your body is now a glass container. You can smell the orange-colored liquid, for the deeper you go, the deeper you go. And if there's extra saliva there, swallow it and take yourself down deeper and deeper. Deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I will be your guide in this journey and I hope to be of help without intruding any more than is absolutely necessary. You may just possibly detect from my voice that I am Irish. And now I leap forward in time. think you presently are. Thank you. It's far It's far All that you read, all that you see, all that you hear, filling up your head, orange-colored liquid. It is nice to relax, isn't it? Put the key in the lock, unlock the door, and a fountain of ears is available. If possible, in our modern world, Listen for your eyes, in your ears. We will continue this pattern until we have reached the infinite everything. Now put on some undergarments and go deeper and deeper and deeper.
Yeah, big fat droney music there from Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire, like uh, not that Mark McGuire. I realize you got to be a certain age to even know what I'm talking about when I say not that Mark McGuire. But for those of you that are under, I don't know, let's say 40 years old, Mark McGuire was a hitter, a baseball player. I think he played for the Cincinnati Reds, and he was this huge dude. He was like as big as the rock, and I think he hit 100 home runs. It was a huge deal this one summer. Everybody was talking about uh, Mark McGuire. And uh, who was the other guy? Was it Sammy Sosa, right? I think so. I think that's right. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, they were in a home run derby. Uh, to see who could hit the most home runs in one season. Uh, But Mark McGuire, that Mark McGuire, not the Mark McGuire we just heard, was doing steroids and apparently doing piles of steroids. And he got massively big, but he also got an acuity for the ball. You know, a ball going 90 miles an hour, just a few inches away from your body. Uh, he was able to master that ball, and it was amazing. It really was. Like, even though the guy was on drugs, you know, after that, I was like, well, what is the problem? Let's let everybody take steroids. I mean, okay, it's going to ruin your liver and destroy your body. But holy guacamole, look at that guy uh, hitting home runs. I feel like I could use steroids right now. I'd like a nice big fat dose of steroids uh, because I'm moving. I'm moving. I like I'm moving out of Virginia. So no matter where you listen to the show, uh, Maine or North Carolina or or New York or Alaska or Connecticut or Florida or New York, upstate or Missouri or Manitoba, Winnipeg or Vermont or Oregon, any of those places where you listen, Uh, This show, like it doesn't originate in your local radio station. Maybe it should, but it doesn't. Um, It originates in my home studio, which is in Virginia. And very soon my home studio is going to be in North Carolina. But it is insane packing up your life and uh, deciding what is relevant. What do I want to keep? What do I want to throw away? I'm one of those people I want to throw away everything. But I feel like that, that a big bomb of steroids would help because I've taken steroids in the past, not recreationally. Not that I wouldn't. Like, even though I'm an old sober guy, if I could find the right doctor that would say, hey, you need steroids, well, then I could feel okay about it because steroids make me feel awesome. Like, my brain just percolates on steroids and I don't need a lot of sleep. I need like four hours sleep. And it is the greatest. I, I love the way I feel on steroids. Uh, the only problem is nobody else loves it. I am, I am Donald Trump when I'm on steroids. You know, I'm ready to go invade Poland. But uh, yeah, uh, do- doctors, as it turns out, are not going to give you an open prescription for steroids, unless, you know, you're Mark McGuire. But anyway, not that Mark McGuire. We heard music from the guitar player named Mark McGuire 
off the record, a pocket full of rain, and we heard Sick Chemistry. Uh, before that, music by Bomus Prendon, brand new music by Bomus Prendon, a group that I, in fact, am part of. Uh, the song was called The Obnubilator. I'll tell you a funny thing. I am the guy that comes up with the titles for the songs. So I came up with the title, Obnubilator, but I don't even remember what it means, so I'm looking it up right now. Uh, to obnubilate is to becloud. Ooh, I like that word. McCloud, get in here. And, or obscure. So becloud or obscure is the meaning of the word obnubilate. It says here the meaning of obnubilate becomes clearer when you know that its ancestors are the Latin terms ob, which means in the way, and noobs, which means cloud. It's a high-flown sounding word. What is a high-flown sounding word? Uh, which may be why it's often turns up in text by and about politicians or on Bomus Prendon Records. And before that, we began in my room radio tonight with music from the books, from the way out, and group autogenics one. Yeah, so how are you? How are you, people of Earth? Uh, my name is Mike. This is my show in my room radio, a couple of hours on the outer limits of the outer limits of musical exploration. It is a convention of the unconventional. It is oblique music for unique people. And that's you because you're here. So thanks for being here for it. I'll tell you a weird thing is my, uh, my home studio is being painted. So there's no uh, shade on the window. So right now I'm looking out at the street. And there's somebody, one of my neighbors, is looking at me like, what is he doing in there? He's got a big uh, professional-looking microphone, and he's talking into it. Who's he talking to? Well, I'm talking to you. You know, so thanks for uh, being here for it. So cats and kittens, boys and girls, non-binary human beings, thanks for coming back and joining me here because as of right now you are in my room
Oh, wonderful. That is music out of Melbourne, Australia by Third Space with R. Ribeiro on the drums. Uh, the record is called Scissor Kick, and we heard Bakehouse 30 slash 6. You know, I almost got on in Australia. There was a time where there was a uh, radio station that, that was courting me. And I was really psyched about it. I want to be on in, in Australia. And um, I have people that listen in Australia. Uh, the show goes out as a podcast. So if you're listening to it on the radio and you wonder, well, how can I tell my friend that lives somewhere else about this show? Uh, tell them to go to inmyroom.podbean.com or on any of your podcast uh things look up in my room radio and i'm there i'm on spotify spotify the great uh, satan of modern music according to many people but i'm going to go out on a limb and tell you that i like it so the show is there too in my room radio uh, but anyway they uh, courted me i was really excited about it i talked about it and then it didn't happen the radio station decided that some goon with an American accent or whatever you call the accent that I've got uh, was not right for the Australian airwaves that on a, a local FM signal it should be all Australians who broadcast there which I understand I may not agree with it but I understand So, but it didn't happen so if you got a radio station in Australia and you would like In My Room Radio, well, hey, drop me a line, inmyroomradio at gmail.com. So anyway, Third Space, R. Ribeiro. Before that, music from John Dwyer off the Witch Egg release and your hatless friend. I love that record. John Dwyer, a couple of years ago, went through a jazz phase. I mean, I guess it was jazz. I hate to really label it as a certain genre of music, but it was certainly jazz-esque, and I loved it. It neatly fit into, uh, you know, punk and rock and roll and jazz and the outer limits of the outer limits, and I was just, I was mad about it, but he abandoned it. John Dwyer is like that. He's one of those guys who has an idea for 15 minutes and then leaps to the other idea. If you're going to go back and listen to the catalog, the discography of John Dwyer, get ready for a lot of head snapping because it is a broad, broad, broad range of music. But when he's in psychedelic or jazz mode or psychedelic jazz, I'm down with that dude. Which egg? Before that, Bjorn Torsk and Prince, Prince Thomas out of Sweden. Pretty sure it's Sweden. Off the Square One release, Sunroof and Daniel Miller and Gareth Jones off the Electronic Music Improvisation release. We heard a song called September. Daniel Miller. I gotta look it up. I'm pretty sure Daniel Miller is the dude behind Mute Records. Mute Records, so 
phenomenally influential, such an important um, source of music for people in the uh, late 1970s and the 80s. Yes, okay, he was the guy behind Mute Records, the guy behind the normal, uh, one of the members of Duet M.O., the author of Warm Leatherette. I didn't know he was still making music, but he is. Sunroof is the artist, I don't know who that is, collaborating with Daniel Miller and Gareth Jones. Melvins did a song off their new record, Throbbing Jazz Gristle Funk, called 31 Jazz Funk Flavors. Uh, that, that record is not available on your streaming. It's not on Apple, it's not on Spotify, it's not on Tidal, it's, it's only available as a physical release. And these days, only available as a compact disc. And I don't believe that'll change because uh, most of the releases that the Melvins do are just Melvins. I think they're not the Melvins. They're just Melvins. Uh, that come out on Amphetamine Reptile remain solely physical releases. So if you want it, you gotta go buy it. So that's hour number one of In My Room Radio. Stick around. Hour number two coming right up. After this, you were looking at a motion picture captured by light recorded by electric impulse. I did all this, said all this actually months ago. What you were watching is only a recording. I did all this, said all this actually months ago. What you were watching is only a recording. Only a recording. Only a recording. Only a recording. Only a recording.
give up. Give up. Give up. From 5 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. From 5 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. From 5 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. And that is it, you skip it. Christianity is stupid. 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 Communism is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And avoid panic buying. Right. You know, if I'm in a bad mood and I need to brighten up, I'll tell you what I do is I put on that song that is negative land. Uh, Christianity is stupid. Give up. Love that. I just love it. Now, I'm not going to editorialize on Christianity is stupid. I'm going to leave that to others. I'm just going to put it out there. Negative land. Christianity is stupid. I'll tell you a funny story about that song. In 1988, the band... Uh, put out a really well-received record. But they did not want to tour. There was a lot of call for them to go out on tour because that's what bands do. If you get a little bit of attention, if you're getting played on the radio, and uh, the record that that was on was called Escape From Noise, and they didn't want to do it. So they put out a press release uh, specifically about that song. And they, they said uh, that the uh, negative land was prevented from touring by the federal authority, J Dick Jordan, because of claims that negative land's song, Christianity is Stupid, had inspired 16-year-old mass murderer David Brom to kill his family. The press release went on to vigorously deny the purported connection between negative land and the murders. While Brahm had in fact been arguing with his father about music shortly before he killed the family, no one had ever claimed that Brahm was spurred to murder his family by Negative Land's music. The claim that Brahm's crimes were inspired by Negative Land's were disseminated and discussed in mass media seemingly with little to no fact-checking. So the band did a great hoax that went wide. You know, back before hoaxes could go as wide as they can go now. Because they can go really big now. Uh, Negative Land later was sued by the band U2 uh, because they had sampled U2 and U2 was upset about it. That pretty much made me hate U2 forever. 
Uh, that was a low blow. I mean, come on, we're talking about negative land. What are they gonna sell you to? But you two showed who really you two is. Uh, there's a big uh, uh, thing in Vegas that is opening. You know, what do they call those? Places that you go to gamble. And um, it's like phenomenal. It's the weirdest looking thing ever. Uh, well, the night that they open, you two will be playing. Again, showing who you two really is. Before Negative Land, we heard music from Leaf Blower. Leaf Blower is uh, an individual named Raquel Bell. And if you have not heard her Oral Canyon release, I suggest ye. It's pretty awesome. We heard Leaf Organ. Before that, the Focus Group. The Focus Group is a dude named Julian House. Julian House is a uh, graphic designer and a guy that uses old library music sounds produced in the 70s and 60s and public information films and soundtracks from the 70s and programs to create sound collage music concrete from the focus group also sort of in the same vein as negative land and the same vein as the group we started out with called mordant music off the welcome to Goldalming release study series three we heard in ohm the lake m ohm the lake Let's continue on with hour number two of In My Room Radio with music from Alpha Maid off the Chuckle release in some one, someone. Thank you. 
man. <laughs> yeah. That is Mike Watt and the trio of three-layer cake and beatified, bedraggled, and bombed off the stovetop release. You know, I was wondering during that song, is Mike Watt as great on the bass as I believe Mike Watt is on the bass? And what is really great anyway is greatness based solely on virtuosity. Because there's a lot of people who are virtuosos who can play a piece that's written on a piece of paper and really knock your socks off. But is that greatness? Um, I think Mike Watt is great, but he, I, I think he is great because he has a really identifiable style. Uh, is he great in a way that other musicians are blown away by? Like I remember when uh, Prince was really hot back in the 80s, I was talking to a guitar player, a guy who really was a scorcher on the guitar. And I was talking about Prince and he was like, that guy, that guy ain't nothing. That guy, like anybody could play what Prince plays. And he went on to give me examples of why, but it did not compute with me at all because I love the way that Prince played the guitar. So I was just like, okay, well, we have a disconnect between what you believe and what I believe. But uh, Mike Watt has personality. When I hear Mike Watt play the bass, I know that I'm listening to Mike Watt play the bass. He has a, a definitive style, like, uh, like Ja Wobble has a definitive style. Is Ja Wobble uh, a virtuoso? I doubt it. I mean, one of the things that made Jaw so great is that he played really repetitive bass lines. And the repetition was sort of, it would draw you in. There was beauty in the repetition, uh, or as uh, Prince put it, there was joy in the repetition. And Mike Watt had this incredibly busy uh, style. Uh, Watt came onto the scene when the bass was really running the show. Uh, Post-punk, whether we're talking about Gang of Four or, or Public Image Limited or The Minutemen or Joy Division or uh, A Certain Ratio or just any of the, the really big bands from that era, it seemed like bass was the lead instrument, the au pairs, and, and the guitar was, just came along for the ride. And, and Watt, just, just his style was so definitive of Mike Watt. And still is. I just love the way he plays. I mean, you know, Mike Watt ain't Chris Squire, who also has a really awesome style. But I mean, Mike Watt is Mike Watt. Before a three-layer cake, we're dictaphone and Island 92, Clara Lewis from the two release T-O-O in a song called Twist. David Toop from Apparition Paintings and you could touch him, but he wasn't there. You could touch him, but he wasn't there. Yeah. And uh, Alpha Maid before that. 
in a song called Someone, Someone, Alpha Main. So I'm going to leave you with some music by uh, another great bass player, a guy named C.J. Boyd off The Greatest Weight. The song is called Bonfire. I don't know what C.J. Boyd is doing now. He was doing a lot of like uh, socially conscious work and not making music. Now it would appear that he's got a new uh, group that is touring probably in his van uh, because he lived in his van for a long time. He would just go from show to show to show. If you were gonna have a show, he would show up. He would prefer that you feed him and maybe uh, you know throw five bucks his way, but he was on the road touring and he made some great records while he was doing that and then he fell out now he's sort of back sort of i don't remember what the name of the new collective is but hopefully they'll release music eventually cj boyd so this song is called bonfire so if you would like to listen to the show again go to inmyroom.podbean.com if you would like to send me an email. It is in my room radio at gmail.com. So I'll see you next week. I love you guys. Bye.